Hey there, and welcome back to Tax Sale Insiders. We're a podcast for successful lean and deed investing. So glad to have you join us once again here at Tax Sale Insiders. I'm Rachel Seidensticker, the COO over at Tax Sale Resources, who powers this podcast. This season has been filled with shorter interviews with investors and attorneys sharing different investment scenarios so that you can learn what not to do before investing your hard-earned money. We take a small twist in today's episode with a guest favorite, Stephen Morrell, the CEO of Juristeed, based out of Louisiana. Stephen shares the process in Louisiana for acquiring tax deeds known as adjudicated sales. It's always important to remember that each situation may have its own special nuances, and we certainly recommend you do your own due diligence prior to investing in any form of tax sale property. And although Stephen's information is specific to Louisiana, there is always a valuable lesson on the overall deed acquisition process that anyone can learn from and take to their home state. So it's that time. Time to sit back and relax for another episode with Stephen Morrell and our very own CEO, Brian Seidensticker. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Taxel Insiders. I am your host, uh, Ta- uh, Brian Seidensticker. I'm the CEO of, of Taxel Resources. With me today, I've got uh, Stephen Morrell from Juris Deed. Stephen, welcome back. Thanks, as always, for having me. <laughs> well, it's a, it's a new year, and and uh, we've we've we've. I guess we've had several episodes. We've talked about all sorts of stuff, uh, mostly Louisiana related. And and uh, for any of the the listeners out there that maybe have have um, listened to our our beast of initial episode talking about the lean process in Louisiana, I want to focus a little more today, really on the the deed side of Louisiana, Stephen. If that's okay with you? Yeah, absolutely. It's a whole different uh, side of the game and a diff- different uh, a lot of different fun things to talk about. So. I'm ready exactly, to dive in exactly. where you are. I'm sure we'll we'll uh, we'll probably have a to be continued uh, at the end of this one, and everybody waiting with bated breath till the next episode, right? As <laughs> usual. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, uh, I guess uh, help me understand a little bit, or and the listeners understand a little bit, Stephen, about um, the deed process in Louisiana, right? There's there's really two processes. You have the lien. And it's kind of confusing, right? Still today, if you read the statutes, it refers to it as a deed in the lien, um, in the lien sale, right? Because <clears throat> you're buying liens, and then if those don't get sold, right? There's the um, adjudicated sale, which would be the county held, and then obviously there's you know the actual foreclosure process that that uh, lien holders have to go through to obtain that deed. So I want to focus more on the adjudicated sale first, anyway, if that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I guess are these maybe let's start with these are the parcels correct if i'm wrong that um did not sell in the lien auction before or or is it that's right you know was it over multiple years like how do they get on that adjudicated sale list it it's almost automatic it's not a guarantee but it, it, it in practice it, it pretty much happens automatically uh the the taxing authority which can of course louisiana can be a state um so excuse me parish um our, our, you know, our counties or parishes, of course, um, or municipalities can tax separately from the, from the parish. Um, but either way, uh, they have the same rights. <clears throat> and the annual tax lien sale, um, if, if these if a lien is in the auction, gets no bids, um, then it becomes what what is called as adjudicated, um, which, of course, has a dual meaning in law. 
adjudicated sometimes means you're cast in judgment. Uh, so there's a, a, you know, a little bit of confusion there. But but in this context, it means that the delinquent tax lien against this one piece of property did not get any bids, did not sell to an, an investor. And by law, um, the taxing authority can take take it back. Uh, it They don't own it. It just never transferred the delinquency. Right. Um, and it's it's said to be adjudicated at that point. Um, and that's mm. it, the status changes at that point, in other words. So it, the auction fails. And now the, the most important thing is is what happens next. And that's a, a, a similar waiting period to if a lien is privately purchased uh, of three years uh, before anything can happen. Um, it's not the same three years. It's just the same amount of time as uh, which is also another confusing aspect um, mm. or and it just, you know, so it's a three year waiting period before something can happen. Um, okay. And we'll talk about the, the the private deed side afterwards. But for now, the governing authority uh, is just kind of waiting to, to receive a late payment on this, hopefully. I mean, that's what they're really wanting wanting to happen. So they can send out notifications and try to collect internally however they, do, however they decide to do it. But they typically don't do anything. It just sits there. Um, and after three years has passed, since that failed tax sale, um, and by the way, the, the collector is going to record a certificate just as if it was privately sold called an adjudication tax certificate so there it is a public record uh so if you're searching for these uh you can find them in the public records if you're looking for an adjudicated tax sale certificate Mm. um um, after three years they're entitled by law to start a process that can put that property up for sale the real estate now not the lien uh and a hundred percent ownership which is also something you don't normally think about in other states, but of course, in Louisiana, you have to stop and think, okay, is is a deed, okay, am I getting all of it? Um, All adjudicated properties are 100% ownership um, with very, very um, like infrequent circumstances uh, to the contrary, uh, which we don't have time to get into today, but but it's uh, it's it's actually a, a, that this this anomaly is is a byproduct of the assessors doing adjudicated sales improperly um, mm. but again, that, that's a, that's for another day, but for the most part, uh, it's a hundred percent ownership. Um, and, and what the process is that the taxing authority can opt into, um, is to go through a, um, trying to solicit interest in this, in this for a purchaser, uh, advertise it. And there's a, there's a strict, uh, set of statutes that govern this. It's not, it's not a, uh, you know, whatever they choose to do here. Um, and essentially what it's doing is get, trying to find the interested parties. Uh, it, it's almost like a non-judicial quiet title process. So it's trying to take some of the steps you would you do in a, in a judicial process of identifying your defendants and serving them with notice and giving them an opportunity to respond and then putting your evidence in front of, uh, of, of the court. In this case, it's non-judicial. So the process is to do a title search, search for interested parties, send out notifications, wait another time period uh and now you're the the theory is that we're sending out notifications for one last chance for redemption and um and come in and pay if if you want to and if that time period passes without redemption then the taxing authority or the the parish government as it may be uh, is entitled to actually sell this property to a private purchaser Uh, typically that's going to be at a public auction um if not to there's another uh opportunity for them to sell to the neighbor next door um mm. is a you know neighbor next door acquisition a lot of these properties are 
or next door lots that are just you know vacant land. Um, so that's the typical process uh, in, a, in a, a ten thousand foot view. Uh, now, where the investors can come in is where is the, the taxing authorities or the, or the parish or city governments that that sell these adjudicated property inventories. Um, obviously, there it behooves them to advertise these and, and draw interest, right, and, and, uh, right. and create some activity. Uh, and so, some of these are online. Um, Civic Source is is a, you know Louisiana company that has a lot of these properties advertised uh, on behalf of the governing authority, uh, trying to draw attention to them to place a deposit to get that whole process started. Um, some of them use other companies. Some of them do it themselves um, and just and just put it on their website, saying, "Hey." Um, uh, it'll sit there forever in that state, uh, and there's no time limit. By the way, adjudication happens can happen from one year's delinquent tax. By the way, it doesn't take multiple years. One year can trigger it, uh, and then it can sit there forever in perpetuity until somebody mm-hmm. comes forward and and expresses interest in acquiring that property. Typically, by putting some kind of refundable deposit down uh, to get all of that pre-sale um, due diligence done, um, and in some cases, the governing authority handles that work. Some cases, they put it on the investor. That's up to them. Um, and like the civic source model, your deposit is essentially pe- prepaying for that work to be done for you. Uh, so it's a better system. Uh, it's more you know systematic um, if you find a property on uh, on civic source to, uh, like that. So, okay. um, but they, so it's a, uh... a key a key factor in that three year period. Sorry, Brian. Just one last thing on this um, was is that. When you buy a, a private tax sale in Louisiana, that three years is really meaningful because it kind of cuts off the rights of the uh, of the the taxpayer or the interested party, so that you know now you can move forward to a, to try to get the deed. The three years in adjudicated properties, it just means that it's the waiting period for the ta- for the for the government to start that process of advertising for sale. It doesn't terminate the the, the rights of the people in that property. It just means that's how they can't do anything with the government can't do anything with it until that three years passes. Uh, but it, but as you may have picked up on my on my you know uh, prior description of the process, after that three years passes, they start doing these final set of notifications and another waiting period it, it comes into play. Um, and in that waiting period, they have another chance to pay it without any pen. I mean, with typical with interest and everything. Um, right. But it's not judicial, so that's different from the private tax liens, where when that three year passes, the there is no more redemptions that are at least by not you know a legal redemption. Um, so that's okay. a big difference. So it's a um, couple questions there during that <clears throat> adjudication period, right? It doesn't sell at the auction, and you know, I guess having interest in purchasing the property. I'm, I don't know what to call that yet, but. Um, it, it, can a lien, right? A lien investor, can they buy that lien? Like I'll call it over the counter from the county. So instead of the the county holding it for that three year period, now that you know restarts that clock essentially for the lien investor, is that an option or is that off the table once it goes through that lien auction? N- not in the way you described it. I know that that's how other states you know choose to do it. Uh, in Louisiana, it, it really has to take one or a couple paths. Um, you know, if it doesn't sell the tax lien sale, the tax collector does have the right to to try to resell it at a, a future lien sale. Um, okay. And oftentimes, they, so they don't have to adjudicate it. It's not a it's not a mandate. It's just a typical thing that they do. Um, so 
in essence, they can do what you're describing, but it's not the same. And it's not as simple as, as other states do where it's like, hey, we, we tried now. Let me just, you know, just pay me the taxes and you can have right. the right? Like just, just kind of over the counter sale. It's that doesn't work that way. Um, you're still it, they still have to go through the, the process of selling a delinquent tax lien to try to get it moved to an investor until or unless you do what I first described, which is wait out that three years and then go through the whole separate set of procedures to, to, to buy the deed. But it can only happen the deed sale after that very specific and, and fairly arduous set of, of due diligence is, is accomplished, which makes perfect sense because you don't want to be taking. Now you're talking about the ownership of the property rather than a lien against the property. And, you know, in a fairness, in a fair, equitable legal system, you don't want to be taking people's property without giving them due process of notice. And this, the Louisiana system that has that built in protection um, to ensure that that happens before, you know, any rights are terminated. I know Got some it. states um, um, that I'm familiar with that don't do that. Uh, like, you know, Missouri, I, I, you know, I, I caution people in buying the over the counter uh, properties in states like Missouri because those didn't sell either. But yet none of that due diligence is done before you buy it. <laughs> so right. it's almost like the worst case scenario or you better be doing your own homework or better have someone uh, like a Scott Walterbach, you know, who knows what he's doing in, in Missouri to, to look at mm-hmm. it for you before you buy it. So, okay. So a lien holder, a lien buyer, right, can't buy that lien after the adjudicated or after the initial lien sale unless the tax collector decides to host another sale. Um, right. in that case, maybe they can buy it in a second sale, a third sale or whatever. Um, okay. Right. So, uh, we'll just say the, the, the lien sale occurred, right? The, the county decides to adjudicate them. They wait that three year period, right? They, or longer, right? There's nothing that says they have to wait only three years. They might wait 10 years or, or however long, right? right? Might That's sit right. there. Um, nothing else happens until someone, right? It's not like an automatic deed process, occurs at a certain point and eventually culminates in a sale, nothing happens until somebody shows interest in that adjudicated property after that three-year period, correct? That's right. That's right. Now, okay. if, if the governing authority can go through a similar process to take it to themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, bear in mind that just because it's adjudicated, it means does not mean that they're the owners of the property. Far from it. As a matter of fact, the statute goes out of its way to say that nothing has happened on this, Right except that the this, this three-year period has been triggered, but nothing, ha- nothing, no substantive rights in the property have been terminated and then nothing's changed. So the original tax debtor is still the assessed owner. Uh, it mm-hmm. does, be, it is flagged as, in a certain way. You can, it's categorized as adjudicated, but ownership r- remains with the tax debtor because there's been, at that point, there's been no ju- legal process to have taken it from. So it's just still sitting there. Um, right. And that's really important also on a different topic of insurability, uh, which is something that you know I had an opportunity to create with Civic Source. Um, the, the reason why it was possible for insurability was because of that law, because of the protection of the legal rights in the property that you could still have an opportunity to give proper due, you know, due process of notice before taking rights away. Uh, unlike other situations where it's already been taken and now you're trying to cure it after the fact, that's a big difference, right? Um, so the availability of redemptions all, uh, in perpetuity and the, and the requirement to give notice prior to taking, those two things right there give you the opportunity to, to, to sell something down the road and still be do it in, with, in compliance with state and federal laws. Got it. 
Got it. Okay, so <laughs> I'm I'm you know the property investor. Somehow I need to find out that this list of adjudicated properties exists. Like you mentioned, there's there are um, services like Civic Source that aver- basically advertises these adjudicated properties for counties. Some counties do nothing, right? Um, right. And somehow I, I, as the investor, need to figure out you know these properties exist. And the first thing that happens is I have to show interest, and showing interest basically means you place a deposit that starts off the legal process on that property. Is that right? That's the most common way. Uh, it's okay. not the only. I mean, basically, if if, if it's not online, um, you know, through a service like Civic Source or one of the other ones, um, the county or the parish or the city might might have it on their website. Uh, a lot mm. of them do that, just kind of self advertising. They'll have their own set of procedures. Hey, if you're interested in this property, uh, fill out this form or you know, call us or whatever. You that's the other last ditch resort is you can actually contact the the, the, the parish government. And and ask them for their adjudicated property list, and they'll be happy to give it to you because they they want nothing more than to get rid of you, right? So it's not right. a, a guarded thing. Um, just just not, some of them are just not as sophisticated in how they with their processes of trying to uh, you know get rid of them. Got it. Now that okay, so I've contacted the county. I've followed their process, whether it's through Civic Source or directly with the county. Now what? I guess what happens from that point forward? Well, it, uh, it's an, likely going to go to a public auction, and it, that's by by law. Um, so, just because you're the one who expresses interest doesn't mean that you're the one that that has to get it. Uh, this is not a private contract um, because the governing authority doesn't own the property. It's still mm-hmm. there's still this this you know middleman um, facilitator, almost like the sheriff of a, of a mortgage foreclosure, right? Just sort of kind of just seeing it go from mortgage company to buyer, but at an auction, so it's fair to everybody. Um, uh, usually the system is that if the it, eventually there's a scheduled uh, uh, published auction, right? Uh, all the legal work has been done to, to get it eligible for the sale. Um, and of course, if you push, put the deposit down, you're going to want to bid on your own property, right? Um, and uh, the way that almost everywhere works with these auctions is if you're the losing, if you're the depositor and you don't win at the auction, which is entirely possible, you get your deposit back. Um, right. because the, the winning bidder would be paying the full price. If you, if the depositor is the winner, your deposit just credits against what you owe for the winning bid price. So, uh, but it is going to still go to auction. And as far as investors are concerned, that's really the only, the only, uh, you know, pathway, uh, of the other one is more circumstantial. If you happen to be the neighbor next door, um, you know, so essentially you put this in the, in the, in the process. Uh, it might sit there on the shelf forever, so it, you know it, it behooves you to, if you're interested, to go ahead and just try it. Put the deposit mm-hmm. down. More than likely, I mean, these things don't don't garner like tremendous interest, or, or because it's, it, it, remember these nobody wanted the lien in the first place, right? So this, this it's very rare to find a diamond in the rough when you're at when you're buying adjudicated <laughs> property in Louisiana. It's more situational or circumstantial interest, which is fine, but it, you know, they typically don't have a tremendous amount of of of, of competition. At the sale, so usually your investor, your depositor is going to end up being the winning bidder. Got it, got it. So it's um, as the depositor, right, or the interested party, you kind of have a front row seat to being notified. Okay, this is going to be for sale, but obviously anybody else can come to that auction when it occurs. How long does that process typically take? Is that a next week thing? Is there a, you know more noticing? More? Is it a, a six month process? What? Like how long does that typically yeah, the- take? The longest the, uh, the longest waiting period is is uh, so deposit happens then 
whoever's doing the title work, the investigative research to find the interested parties. And then that notification is hit. Uh, it goes out. Um, mm -hmm. That notification is either six months or 60 days waiting period. And the difference is how old is the adjudication, right? Mm -hmm. um, if it's been between three and five years since the adjudication occurred, then it's going to be a six month waiting period after that for that notification, for those notifications to be out there waiting for a response. If it's older than five years, it's that six months waiting period becomes 60 days. Um, mm. And so, you know, that's a, that's a big difference. And, and I think I it used to be what uh, is that civic source only worked with the, the 60 day, um, the five year plus old adjudications because it would just, just, you know, move things along faster. Um, some, some governments choose to sell them earlier and they just have to, you know, wait out that longer time period. But once that time period is passed, whichever one it is, and re remember, in that time period, it's it could be redeemed by anybody, right? Anybody can redeem this through that time period, and no questions asked, right? Uh, but they, but typically that um, that redemption is going to include any additional costs that were incurred to put that property into the auction, right? So that yeah. additional due diligence that's already been spent, the letters that we had to go out, all this stuff is going to be added up together and into the delinquency, and the total amount will have to be paid to redeem. Um, but if that doesn't happen, then after that time period expires, there, there, there will be the auction, which will be advertised. And then after the auction, then the governing authority actually has a closing, actually sells the property at, at the contracted price or the winning price to the winning bidder. Got it. Got it. Interesting. Okay. So I'm the investor, right? I found the county list. I notified whoever, Hey, I'm interested in this. I waited my six months. I attended the auction. The auction itself is it a traditional bid up, right? There's other potentially yeah. other people there, right? I want to bid ten right. grand. I'll bid fifteen. You know, whoever mm -hmm. bids the buy, you know highest price wins, right. right? So now I have this deed. I guess um, is this deed? Does it have clear title? Does it not have clear title? Do I have to do anything else in order to have insurable title on that property? Well. It, you asked two very different questions there. So clear title is not necessarily <laughs> insurable title, as you know. True. Uh, and it's a, it's a very big distinction. But but the, the first one, clear title, yes. So state law, uh, this again, this is well thought out uh, by the Law Institute that, that it works with the legislature. Um, the part of the process of selling is also clearing the title of other interests. And the, the way that they allowed that to happen is that anyone who has an interest has to be notified uh, mm. in that pre-sale notification process, the pre-adjudication sale. Uh, so a lien holder, uh, a competing tax sale uh, holder, any anyone with interest, right, including heirs and everybody, they have to be identified and notified in assuming that they are properly notified. And of course, that's not actual notice, but you can establish, you, you show your reasonable efforts to have tried to notify them timely. Those interests are terminated once the adjudication sale takes place. There's a separate affidavit that documents all the things that you did pre-sale. That gets clocked in as well as, as, the, as the, um, the, the cash sale that, that transfers ownership. Uh, and that affidavit, once it's clocked in by law, all of those interests that were properly notified and didn't respond or didn't pay it off, their, their rights are literally terminated. And the clerk of, of is, is ordered to remove them and show them as canceled in the record. So- hmm. Literally, you can get a property that has that's mortgaged to the hills, you know, but but it, it can all be wiped out by this process, which is probably the one of the most unique and and like advantageous features of the process because you know you're probably getting something that's under that's you know distressed, people passed up on whatever, 
a lot of times people pass up on properties at a, at a tax lien sale because of these, right? Because they don't want to fool with all that stuff. But here you go is a process that maybe if that's the reason, the only reason got passed up and it actually is something of value, this process takes care of all those liens. So they kind of rebalance the scales of, it, of value in this process versus what you would have gotten at the tax lien. Um, so it, it is built in to have that that clear title um, you know, uh, effect. Hmm. Insurable title, that's up to the, a private insurer to say, I, I accept this, I agree with the risk, I think it was done well. Um, you know, everything through Civic Source, um, we, we created an, insur uh, an insurer that was willing to do it, is that it was part of the, 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 the whole model, right? Of generating interest on the front end was you knowing that if this property ended up in the auction, it's because it passed all the tests, not just for clear title, but for insurable title, uh, which makes it a, a, you know, a, a, a nice uh, opportunity uh, for investors. Um, outside of that system, there's no guarantees. You're, the best bet you have is to is to speak with your title company or your title uh, underwriter and 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 make sure that what you're doing is would meet their standards of insurability because you could do all, check all the boxes, man. You could have the ownership and clear all legal requirements and still not be insurable. Mm. And then what do you have, right? Then you're right. waiting out 10, 20, 30 years of time. You know, no one wants to do. So is, are your options at that point similar to other states, right? You, you cleared the title, right? But the, it's really up to the title company and the underwriter to say, is this insurable or not? Are your, mm -hmm. are your options essentially the same there of an underwriter might say, no, you've got to do, do a quiet title. Another underwriter title company might, might have a, t I call title certification process. Mm -hmm. Another one might say, yep. yeah, it's fine as is. Is it basically the same thing? You know, maybe shop exactly around different same. title companies or worst case scenario, you have to go through a quiet title. Does that sound right? Yep. Oh, all got the it. above. Uh, uh, it's, got it. it's exactly the same. Um, and, 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 you know, again, it's it, every investor's got to make their own decisions mm -hmm. um, about what's best for them. But, you know, I've, I've counseled investors over many years and, and have built these systems, you know, from ground up. And I can tell you that it, it, you really want to have that figured out on the front end uh, and make sure you have a pathway to insurance before you get into these properties, because really that is the saving grace, right? That's what may, all of a sudden makes this, this otherwise thing, you know, prop, property that ended up in the dumpster, so to speak, become valuable again is because you can get that insurance at the end of the, end of the road. And if you aren't sure about that, you might just be stuck with that garbage. Got it. Got it. Okay. So just to reiterate one more time, uh, I need to, you know, find the list of adjudicated properties, right? Whether through Civic Source or directly to the county. I then need to right. notify them, which, you know, Civic Source, you know, some services do that automatically through the deposit process, or you work with the county in their process directly. Then the county goes through a notification period, you know, whether it's uh, you know, was it you said eight we or two months or or six, eight, six months, months six or 60 days if it's, if it's 60 an older days one. um if it's you know over five years um i'll be notified of the sale attend the sale assuming nobody else attends the auction uh, it's a traditional bid up right i win one thing i forgot to ask there is what, what's the starting bid at the auction is it basically an accrued of all of the taxes due is it a hundred dollars uh, how does that opening bid calculated they have a choice there's a couple options uh this is the the governing authority that's selling it has a choice. They uh, they could start at zero at at cost only. Um, okay. Uh, they could start at two thirds of appraised value if they wanted to get an appraisal, um, uh, or they can start at the actual delinquency amount. Like one of the one of those three options. Um, 
And do, the most effective counties, way is always is cost is cost yeah. cost plus because you got to pay costs, right? No one works for free. And then, but you know, the whole, at this, this is the last ditch effort to get this property back into commerce, man. This, if you don't do it, his, <laughs> it's not ever getting back. Right. So, so right. Don't, like, don't be sticking a arbitrary assessed value on there and hoping somebody shows up, just get this yeah. thing moved back into commerce. And, and, uh, and, and, you know, that's start, start so, with costs. So that's a good question for investors to ask, obviously, uh, before they attend the auction, yeah. how is it going right. to be? But, and counties, will they typically follow the same thing for every property? Or will they, you know, maybe choose a different process, you know, property by property? Or do you know? Uh, the, it Usually they pick a system. Uh, I mean, okay. in my experience, uh, working with the parishes and the cities across the state, usually they're, they're like subscribed to one system or another. Uh, that being said, they kind of do whatever they want. Uh, they they can say no, nope, nope, that one looks like it's got some value to it. Let's go ahead and slap an appraisal on that one. Uh, you know, uh, some of them just go off, march their own drum. Got it. Best got thing it. to do okay. is find so, out ahead of time. <laughs> ask always ask. <laughs> All right, so one more time. So you you find the list of properties. You notify you know the whatever party deposit. the county. I will, uh, yep. Put a deposit yeah. down. Right. Um, right. Notify them. Hey, I'm interested in this. Fill out paperwork. Right. Whatever you have to do. Um, wait the required time, 60 days, six months, depending on how old that adjudicated lien is. Um, once that the sale occurs, attend the sale, you know, win the bid, right? Whether it's opening mm -hmm. bid or other um, buyers are there. Now you've got your theoretically clear title, but you still need to either shop around or find a title company to either take it as is, or maybe do a title certification. Worst case, you might have to go through a quiet title process. Um, Stephen, I know Jurist does a lot of different processes related to the tax sale, um, definitely for lien holders. And I'm, I'm gonna, we're gonna, I mean, we, there is gonna be a to be continued because I want to get into how the deed process works for for the lien holders, the private lien holders. Right. Um, what what piece of this process can Jurist help investors with for for adjudicated properties from the county? Well, it's. The finding the interested parties is the number one goal, right? Uh, the title search is just a means to an end. And it typically by itself is not a very good means to that end because it, it's you're talking about records that are old and are static data sources, right? They're not tied into mm -hmm. what's going on today. So what Jurisdict has done uniquely is, is blended the, the historical public records with modern real-time dynamic data and hit to give an output, which is the correct answer. Uh, that's typically a very arduous process. It's expensive. It requires, you know, expertise and knowing where to go, different software systems. And, you know, the, the, the public records don't talk to skip tracing and, and it's all kind of this big mashup. Um, and, you know, making sense of that is in that the, the, the correct answer is who are the current legal, current legal interests in the piece of property? How, who do I notify right this second? Right. And that's the answer for legal requirements. That's the answer for insurability. That's the answer for risk. That's, I mean, that is the answer and it's the hardest thing to do. And so Jurisdict software has made that simple. It's made this, it's turned that, that most, that hardest thing into the, your best friend. Uh, so at, you know, at, with, with, you know, scalable prices and nationwide servicing, you know, we can, you can opt into uh, some of our, our, you know, legal research services and we're able to do this across the board uh, no matter where you are and give you the the the, an the answers you need uh you still would take that information and have it signed off on of course it's not it's not a substitute for insurance or a guarantee of insurance or anything 
but it is it is you know backed by you know two decades of building these systems and getting them approved by insurance companies nationwide and a lot of that is the, the software it was built with that you know wherewithal and that experience built into it so um it, it's it's working really well right now and it takes that biggest task off of your shoulders now a lot of times i'll a caveat to the on the adjudicated side is that sometimes that the, the system that they they're set up to do it for you right it's it's not even in your hands so in that case, if, if it's if it's done for you and you really just have to kind of sit back and wait, then it would be up to that the, the servicing company uh, to to opt into using Juristeed or the or the governing authority themselves. Mm. Um, whoever's responsible for doing it is is who would be you know using Juristeed or not. Um, where it might become more of a, of a systematic like, hey, I can use this all the time would be on the private side uh, of the tax lien holders who are going to deed and their attorneys. Um, and uh, you know, one other little caveat to this is because we're able to provide this service at scale and, and at much, much cheaper prices than your title certification services or, or lawyers. Uh, and I know because I, I practiced this one for a long time <laughs> is that work is expensive um, and we're not. Uh, and so um, what we're able to do is to give your attorneys uh, a, a tool in their tool chest to be able to do this more effectively and more affordably, hopefully passing those savings on to their clients, um, giving everybody a better shot at getting this done uh, economically. Well, I'll, I'll say, and we'll get into this the next time we talk, Stephen, of, of that service is, I'd say, more widely utilized or more widely known to be needed, right, on the lean side and the private lean holders. But not to give too much of the secret sauce away of, of you know, investors' models that I'm aware of, if there's any need, I guess basically what it boils down to is if there's any need to find out who the interested parties are on a particular property at any point in that process, they can utilize right. Juristy to find out who those interested parties are, including the previous owners, um, and, and get the information they need to you know, skip tracing right, and, and reaching out well, to them. Yeah, you, you hit the nail on the head is one of the key... Uh, unique selling points. And, and one, of the, one of the major goals I had when setting out to create this company was um, it's expensive work. It, it, and anyone looking who wants this information, like just without cost in mind, just, just would, would benefit from having knowing who the right person is at any point in the lifespan of this lien. The What I used to hear all the time over in, in my experience before Jersey was, yeah, we do that, but it's too, it's cost prohibitive, right? It's too expensive. We're just going to kind of do the best we can or, or kind of take the, the results we get without doing it. It's not because we don't want it or wouldn't benefit from it. It's because it's just, it doesn't make sense from a cost standpoint. Um, and what we're set out to do was to change that mentality by making it affordable. So, so mm -hmm. that you now can, don't have to pick and choose, do I want to spend the money or just get the, get the benefit of the information now you can get the information at a, at a better price, making it economically feasible to, to get better results. Uh, and typically that plays out on the, the earlier side of the lean, right? Where normally you're just like, hey, I don't even know, this might redeem over the next year. I don't want to spend this money right now. But that was that decision used to be made when you were staring down a couple thousand dollars or $1,500 of, of mm -hmm. something, right? Now, if you're looking at 100 bucks or 150 bucks, uh, you're like, oh my God, this changes the game. It makes sense, and you can pick and choose which ones you do it on. It's not an all-or-nothing proposition. Um, and of course, in the states where that where some of these costs are recoverable, it's a no-brainer. But even where it's not, it makes a, it makes you stop and think. Like, hey, maybe this is not cost prohibitive anymore, and I can instead of sending out 
the notifications of, to, to collect as a lien holder to the last assessed owner, um, mm-hmm. you're sending it out to the current person who's living right this second who will receive that letter in a different state who will have the means to pay you, um, as opposed to not, not knowing that and shipping it off to legal and incurring thousands of dollars to get a deed that you don't want. Right, right. Well, um, I mentioned it at the beginning, but there is going to be a to be continued. We're going to talk about this some more on the lien side for lien holders and the and the private process they have to go through in order to obtain a deed. Um, so stay tuned. Uh, Stephen, thank you again, as always, for joining us. You're always a, a, an immense amount of information. I learn something every time. So thank you. And uh, we'll talk soon. Awesome. Thanks as always for having me and look forward to being back. Thank you, everybody. Well, this was an awesome way to start out 2023, and we certainly can't thank Stephen Morell enough for all the time he gives us here at Taxel Insiders. As he and Brian mentioned, Stephen will be back to talk about the process for a lien to deed transfer in Louisiana. So as always, stay tuned. I'm Rachel Seidensticker signing out once again and wishing you an amazing 2023. Happy investing. <laughs>